Welcome to Fat Secrets, your audio companion to the Fat Secret app and website. Each episode, we'll be talking to experts in the field or people from our community to help unlock the secrets of effective weight management through good nutrition. My name is Ben Ryan, and I'm the product lead at Fat Secret. My job in the Fat Secret team is to learn about the challenges our users face when pursuing their weight goals, then communicate that back to our design and engineering teams so we can identify the best ways in which to help users reach their goals through the Fat Secret secret platform. You're listening to episode 8. In this episode we're speaking with Chester Green who has been a Fat Secret member since 2010 and lives in the US state of Massachusetts. Initially an athlete, Chester rapidly gained weight in his college years which compounded into adult life as he tried to lose weight through various yo-yo diets. In 2010, he started with Fat Secret and has progressively become more involved in the community, learning from other members how to manage his diet and make it work with his routine. He's now paying it forward and helping other new members find the rhythm that works for their lifestyles in ways that are sustainable. Let's share a few secrets with Chester. Chester! Hey, Ben. Give us a little bit of an introduction to yourself. Who are you? What do you do? What's your age demographic? Okay. My name is... Chester Green. I'm from Massachusetts in the United States. It's uh, the North uh, East. I am 49 years old and I currently am an IT specialist. I've been in the IT space now for going away, way, way back to, I'd say, as early as 1981. Wow. Yeah. Pioneer. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it was a, a deck 220 that my my father worked for a corporation no longer exists, uh, Digital Equipment Corporation, mm. back in the 80s. And I had access to a dumb terminal because it really didn't work properly. It didn't have a true OS. So we had to connect into the, the VAX system, which is similar to mainframe systems that typically exist in insurance companies and banks. Yeah. All so right. go ways back. And what's your environment like? Do you live in uh, a rural area or in a suburb, city? So I'm I'm in a small town next to the third largest city in the state of Massachusetts. So mm-hmm. I think we have approximately, I want to say maybe 50,000 residents. Yeah, it's monetized, but I mean, it's fairly quiet. On my street, there are 12 houses and with every, you know, all the windows closed, you really don't hear much mm-hmm. um, in any season, so... Okay. And uh, what options are available to you in your area when it comes to like healthy eating and exercise? There are a number of options that are available. It's just a matter of what you choose to do. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, I could either either choose the healthy route or the unhealthy route. So mm-hmm. it's really mm-hmm. it all boils down to uh, I don't want to say personal preference, but what I happen to have the you know what do I want today? What am I eating today? Yeah. So we have access to a lot of commercial chains as well as mom pop family style restaurants. Yeah, and what about uh, for like food supply, that sort of thing for for buying and cooking at home? Uh, easily accessible. I mean, I could be. It doesn't really take long to get anywhere. Are there any sort of known chains or anything like that? Or oh, absolutely. No. Let's see. You have your subways. Mm-hmm. Let's see. I don't typically um, go to the chains because I'm I'm a routine type person mm-hmm. i mean you have your mcdonald's your burger kings as your chains your domino's pizza d'angelo's do you do you cook for yourself or do you uh, eat out so i have a really unique situation my day started early mm-hmm. it started around 4 30 a.m eastern time 
and I work across the state. Right. So, so when I, it's too early to get up and make anything. Mm-hmm. So I would either have to eat while I'm in the office or when I get back home. So it's all my, my wife, I'm married with kids and either my wife would make something or I would make something when I get in. But your meals are home cooked or? Um, Mostly. Yeah. Okay. Mostly home cooked. Yes. Yeah, okay. And where do you get your food from for that? From uh, the supermarket. So we have a stop and shop. It's a big chain Mm -hmm. supermarket in the Northeast. And then you have Big Y. It's a smaller establishment, but they probably have maybe 70 stores. So that's not really that small. Yeah. But they're they're limited to probably two or three states maximum. Right. Okay. Tell us a bit about your history. What brought you to Fat Secret? When I graduated high school, I, I wasn't obese all my life. I, I was pretty lean graduating. I was an athlete back in high school. I, I wrestled at 121-pound weight class, mm-hmm. and I ran track at 145. And then fall, I would wrestle at 121, and I would run track at 145. So I ended up graduating high school at 145 pounds. Mm-hmm. And when I went off to university, typically when you're away from home, there's a thing in the in the states known as the freshman 15. That's where you gain 15 pounds. Oh. <laughs> uh, right. Well, for me, it was a freshman 60. Oh. So I went from 145 pounds to 205 pounds in the course of one year. Wow. So wow. needless to say, I got so my roommates were into bodybuilding, weightlifting. Yeah. And you know, I was a scrawny kid and I wanted to, you know, look like them. So I found myself in order to get mass eating about 5,000 calories a day. Okay. And I put on weight, but yep. um, I would say it's probably a decent percentage of that was was fat, but it didn't look like fat at that time because I was mm-hmm. young. I was 18, yeah. you know, transitioning to 19. So that was my first experience of weight gain. But after school, I hovered at that two. uh, I actually came down to 185 between my first year of school. Mm. By the time I was finished, I stayed under uh, 200. But once I started working, that weight went up probably 80 pounds to my highest, which was uh, 2015. I was uh, 260 pounds. Over what time span was that? That would have been yeah. 12 years. Yeah. Yeah. From, from 93 to 2015. Right. Okay. So is that 12 or 22? I can't even do the math. <laughs> <laughs> it was a while, more than a decade. Oh, actually, yeah. Almost, yeah. It's more than that. It's yeah, probably yeah. more like 22 years. Yeah. yeah. How did you end up uh, with that secret then on the back of that? So, sounds like you had a, um, a come to Jesus moment where you uh, realized you had to do something. But. Right. So I got, I got, I got started with fat secret problem. I'm looking at my, my entries. Mm. Looks like I, I, I found out about fat secret around 2010 and there, there were some entries in there, but it yeah. looks like I, be, I started becoming more active. Um, initially I got on, got off. I would log my weight and then I would get off. Yeah. But um, what I, I started to, you know, read some of the posts and it interested me. I said, Oh, I'm not the only one struggling. You know, I thought it was just me. So yeah. it kind of pulled me back in. Something about Fat Secret pulled me back in. You don't remember what that was? It was the community. It wasn't, it was locked into one thing. So I there was relatability with some of the members where they had the same struggles. And, mm-hmm. they, you know, just looking through their journals, I didn't feel by myself. And it allowed me to say, you know what? I, I could try that. Let me try. What's going to hurt? I've tried mm-hmm. this. Let me try that. Let's see how that works for me. And that's kind of what, 
has kept me in all those years is just going back and sharing thoughts and ideas with others. And so obviously you came to us looking to lose weight. Yes. Had you tried any other weight management systems or apps before you came to Fat Secret? I I did. Uh, I don't recall because in that IT space, I'm exposed so much that there wasn't really one that stood out. Yeah, that I was a, a long term member. It was more more so I got on and it was just an app, you no know, simple app. Yeah, there wasn't one that had that community feel that allowed me to re- truly remember. Oh, this was the name of this one. I, you know, so yeah, yeah. I couldn't say for certain exactly, but I'm sure I've, I tried a handful because, you know, Fat Secret existed beforehand. What about the not in the app space? Did you try any of like the home delivery services for food or like Jenny Craig or uh, actually I don't even know if Jenny Craig's in the US, but sure. Um, I, I, I've done, I've done a few. Okay. So I did this one diet before called the one day diet. It was, <laughs> you name it. I mean, we would take this chewy wafer. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it wasn't really popular, but I thought it was going to be incredible. If you eat this way for you, you're just going to lose all this weight. I was starving. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I also, I got involved with another company uh, called Isogenics. I am. And I did Isogenics probably uh, early 2000s, possibly maybe mm-hmm. early or mid 2000s. I got involved with Isogenics. Yeah. And I found that it was quite costly and mm. I just, it wasn't, it wasn't sustainable for me. Right. Okay. So it sounds like you've tried and, and failed on quite a few occasions before you made it work for you. Yes. Yes, uh, that's correct. What were some of the challenges that you encountered along the way and how did you sort of get yourself back on track? The biggest challenges I had were those things I felt when I was doing them, they were great initially. Yeah, but I couldn't. I didn't have a long game with them. Yeah, uh, they were very temporary in nature. As to my whole view on dieting as a whole, now you know mm. there it has to be a lifestyle change. Yeah. So, so the biggest challenge for those cost. Some things were too costly. Mm. I didn't want to continue doing those. Uh, others where they would be restrictive, and I couldn't enjoy the foods that I've enjoyed before. And I'm a human. I like things. You know, I mean, yeah, I like yeah. what I like. <laughs> yeah. I don't like this. I don't like this. And I don't want to be told I can do this or told you can't do that. So those kind of fell to the side. What was the switch, would you say? Like you talked about a lifestyle change, but what, what did that involve for you? Well, during my evolution with, you know, trying to figure out what works for me, I think when I hit the highest, I said I have to do something different. What am I doing? What do, If I continue doing what I'm doing, what's going to happen? And what I didn't like from the dieting, and I didn't really understand it before, but the term yo-yo dieting mm-hmm. and the impact, the negative in- impact it had on my body would be I would try something new. I would lose weight. But when I would put back on weight, I would put back on more weight. Mm-hmm. Then I would try something new, lose some weight. And put back more weight. And if you look at my charts, you'd say, this is just ridiculous. It's madness. Mm. So I had, at, I, I started looking at pictures of myself and I started to not recognize myself anymore. My face was really big, really round and mm. walking up just one flight of stairs. I was winded and it's just, I said, I can't, I can't, I can't keep going this way. Mm. I have to make some permanent changes. And that's when I started taking a serious look. Okay. I started 
taking uh, inventory. Whatever, what have I been doing? What do I need to change? Do I, you know, how how did that sort of change your mindset then? It it changed it in the sense that I I started documenting more. Right. I noticed that there was a pattern where I I wouldn't document and I um, stayed away from others, like stayed away from Fat Secret, mm-hmm. and I would fall back into old habits. And I said, you know what? I have to get back in there. I have to put it out there. Say, hey, listen, I need help. I'm in it. I'm going to log. Hold mm-hmm. me accountable. So I think that was important that I I share with the community. Listen, I can't keep doing this. It's just a vicious vicious cycle. And I think that's what helped me say, okay. All right, let me plug in. Mm. Let me plug in and go in and just just stay focused and understand that I didn't gain that weight in, you know, overnight, so I'm not mm-hmm. going to expect to lose it overnight. Yeah. So that was a big shift in my thinking. So I think that's what helped me say, all right, only way to understand my patterns is to go back and that's why I like how Fat Secret has a layout with your journals and you could go back and you say, okay, ah, this is how where I was. This is the space I was. This is results I was getting, I should continue that. Or I was doing this, this wasn't working, I need to not do that. So yeah. I, I think journaling really helped helped a lot. Uh, do you use the website or the app? I prefer the website. Mm-hmm. My phone is a, it's an older phone and it's small. And as I get older, I'm constantly having to put on readers to look and it's just, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just prefer the site. I'm in the office. I have the ability to do most of my work from my desk but at the same time if i want to engage others i can leave my desk but um oftentimes i'm i have three large monitors so i have one screen just dedicated to pretty much a a spreadsheet uh, an excel spreadsheet and i'm looking at my numbers okay this mm-hmm. is what i'm doing and i have fat secret um side open where i'm able to go ahead and uh, go through the posts and um welcome the new members who are joining encourage them let them know okay yeah. Good luck. You know, we're here for you. You need anything. How can we help you? Okay. So, so you log your food in uh, external to the Fat Secret? I do. Right. What's I, the- pr- I, I, at this time, I'm actually probably logging it a little bit more external than on Fat Secret because I'm very competitive and I have a friend who is also a Fat Secret member. Yeah. And I don't want him to see what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> Because then he's going to say, because he's 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 younger. He's he's got youth on his side. He's yeah. twenty seven. I'm forty. I'm turning forty nine in a yeah. few months. So if he does exactly what I do, he's going to get better results just because he has youth on his side. So yeah. so you, you I still have journal keep, private. Yes, I could. I actually that's a good good idea. Just make it private. Yeah. Hmm, that's another good idea too. And then turn it back on, and then everything would be there to yeah. see me. Yeah, it's just a you surprise. Know, that's a fan. That's a fantastic idea. I think I'm going to do that uh-huh. and then turn it turn it on when I need to and then turn it off when I don't need to. Yeah. <laughs> what was your diet like before Fat Secret and has it changed? And if so, how? My diet before Fat Secret was whatever I want to get, I would get regardless mm. of its nutritional value. Um, so it could be a slice of pizza, three slices of pizza. It could mm. be a salad. It was anything and everything, but it was, it was not calculated. Yeah. So I would just eat when I felt hungry. The reality is there's probably there's some times where I, I wasn't hungry and I was bored I was or I was thirsty and I confused it with hunger. So it was, there was nothing specific. It would pretty much be anything I could get. I found that back then also too, I was doing more foods outside the home. So they weren't home cooked. 
Yeah. And since they weren't home cooked, I was at the mercy of however they were prepared. So if they were prepared in a way that caused me to gain weight, whether they had too much sodium or too much sugar, it's really hard to say. I mean, unless you're actually cooking, you don't know what's in there as opposed to you getting it from the grocery store and preparing yourself and seasoning yourself. So Mm. that was prior to Fat Secret. Since you've been with Fat Secret, I'm assuming you've moved to more home cooked meals now? Uh, Yeah, uh, more home-cooked meals. I would say in the last, sometimes when things are new, at first they're controversial. And then after a while, I don't like labels. And I've mentioned that in a journal before, but I noticed for me, my more intuitive way of eating has been time-restricted eating. Mm. So I eat... What do you mean by that, by time-constricted? My main way of eating now is, is... an intermittent way. So it would be more along the lines of intermittent fasting. And as I said, I don't like labels, but I'm finding it's the easiest way for me to eat. It could be anything. It could be today I'm only having lunch and dinner, or today I'm only having breakfast and dinner. Uh-huh. What I'm what I'm finding through this is there's a lot more control I have. One of the things I did not like doing was I didn't want it to take me away from fat secret. I didn't want to be stuck in having to log all the time. But it's also important to log, to identify. And when I, through my method of, of time-restricted eating, because I'm very routine, yeah. I, it's easy for me to say I'm having only three eggs, two strips of bacon, one slice of toast, and mm. a cup of coffee. And I know that that in itself right there is about five to 600 calories how do I know that? Because I've logged it so many times <laughs> for yeah. me to know. So yeah. I've logged enough and I have enough data where I could easily go back and know an egg is 70 calories, a strip of bacon is 50 calories, a cup mm-hmm. of coffee is four calories, a little creamer is 10 calories. So I've done so much logging that I those numbers just stand out and, and it helps to be routine as well. How would you have described your overall health before you came to Fat Secret? Unhealthy, probably heading on a path to uh, potentially coming down with type 2 diabetes. I mean, if just looking at the numbers, you could only sustain that weight for so long. And if you look at some, you know, I'm not a medical doctor, but uh, just looking at knowing people in the health industries, health space, and knowing what typically, if you look at the what could help get you there faster, type 2 diabetes, just having excess blood sugar. I just didn't like my weight. I just felt it was not healthy. Your heart has to work harder to pump mm. blood. It has to pump blood through your fat. Fat is living. Mm. And your heart has only so many heartbeats. So it's like, okay, yeah. if I'm focused on my long game, I think I need to get slimmer as I get older. When you started with Fat Secret, how did you mm-hmm. how did you get started? Like, what was your approach? Well, initially, I, I I did what I think most people do typically. They they get in and they just start logging yeah. their weight. Then thereafter, I started joining some groups. Okay, what am I looking to do? Is there a community of people, like-minded individuals? So then I started joining groups. And through those groups, I, I started to see who are the people, you know, some of the people who've been, who were big and they're no longer big. Mm-hmm. But they're big and they're coming down and following them and watching them. And, it, and I found myself becoming more active and saying more things. Okay, I worked out today. I felt this way. And... This is what I'm doing. Here's how I ate. That was my my progression into Fat Secret as I started, how I started. So uh, to a large degree, that was um, mimicking what other people who were being successful at it were doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I think, I think that's it's the 
greatest form of flattery is imitation. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, and if they're succeeding, hey, if they could do it, I can do it. That's my attitude. You was, know, if they can control it, I can control it. Was there a uh, tipping point for you where, I guess the nutrition side of things just clicked for you rather than you having to copy what other people were doing? I, I would have to say it had to do with um, when I hit my highest weight and I, I had some wardrobe malfunctions and I said, okay, who am I kidding? I mean, uh-huh. reaching over to tie my laces on my, my boots and I thought my head was going to pop off my shoulders and expl- explode into, you know, just rock yeah, it off. Yeah. Uh, one time um, on my trousers, I, I forgot my belt. I was in a rush uh-huh. and I, it was near the end of the day. I was at a friend's house and I was leaning over and there's a metal pin in the men's trousers mm-hmm. that came flying off, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, shirt buttons being too tight. It just, it, it was enough. It was too much. It was yeah, too much. Yeah. It was too much. Yeah. And I didn't want to diet. I, I, I saw myself, as I mentioned before, the roller coaster, the, the yo-yo and, constantly re-losing the same amount but coming up every year with a higher number i said i have to change i have to really i need to dig down and dig deeper into the nutrition side yeah and i started focusing more on real foods versus processed foods okay so that was my shift was i if i'm going to eat crap i want it to be 20 percent crap and 80 percent good yep because in life everything is is an 80 20 rule and Mm -hmm. If I eat healthy 80% of the time, it'll allow me the room to, to eat the, you know, crap food 20%. Yeah. And that way I don't feel like I'm going out of my mind. I'll never miss a donut because I'll have a donut. I just yeah. won't have yeah. a donut every day. I don't need a donut every day. So in terms of managing your nutrition, do you get into the, like the, the macros and everything like that? Or do you just keep it at a high level of um, this food's good, this food's bad, and I'll just eat my proportions of them? As needed. I used to do macros. Mm-hmm. And then I realized, it's funny. There are some members on Fat Secret. They mean well, mm-hmm. but they have a, they're very harsh. Mm-hmm. They, they feel as if they have to shout it out loud on the top of their lungs to get their point across. But that, for me, that turns me away. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm still going to listen. But I, you know, it's, it's hard to filter through that. So I used to think that macros were super important. And for mm-hmm. some, it helps, but I, I found with eating foods in its most natural state as possible, mm-hmm. my body is real, so I want to eat real foods. I want to look at the label, and I want to see, you know, it has to have a few items. It, you know, an orange only has one, it says orange. There's no label because it's an orange, you know. Mm, yeah. uh, rice is rice, you know, a potato is potato. That's real foods. So since I'm, I'm living, uh, you know, breathing and living creature, I want to have foods that are real. Mm. Uh, so that helped me shift from counting macros. You know, I know macros well because I used to do, as I said, I've done so many different things. I did keto, you know, when keto was hot and mm. not that there's anything wrong with it, but I don't want to be stuck in that space forever because that would mean that I couldn't have a donut again. Now, in terms of the and also too, as I mentioned earlier about not liking labels, I used to villainize or speak badly on certain things, mm. uh, like, for example, labeling something good versus something bad. I think <laughs> not as nutritious. I like to use the word uh-huh. that's not, that is not that's not as nutritious. And I just not having it right. No, I'm good. Yeah. Unfortunately, I've learned I've had to learn to not be truthful with having discussions with others instead of saying, you know, so, uh, people sometimes they don't get it. 
that I don't want the donut. You know, I just mm. I'm not in the mood for it. So you have to say I'm not in the mood for donut, even though I may be in the mood mm. because it's easier just to tell them, no, I'm not in the mood right now for that. Yeah. And, and the only reason being is I can't I don't want to have the donut all the time. There's so many free. They offer the worst foods at work are free. Yes. And the healthy foods they hardly offer. So that's why I have to say no. So, no, I'm good. You you always say no. I'm like, yeah, but I already had a donut and I'm good. Yeah. I never told them, I never told them when I had the donut. That was last week. So I have to say, oh, I had the donut already when it actually was last week, just to, for them to get off my back. Don't keep shoving the donuts in my face. I don't want it. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Do you find that people find it a bit confronting if you're using the sort of black and white label? Not everything is black and white. So mm. I, I, it's not so much as confronting. It's just when I think about we move in and out of spaces all throughout our life. Mm. And that's why I want to just change how I approach things and how I view things. So that way I can say, you know what? Nah, that's, that's not for me right now. Yeah. It's, and it's just, it's, I find it easier. It's an easier path, you know, on a personal level. And it's also, I'm finding it easier too with conversations to avoid the, you know, the confrontations to say, no, just, no, I'm not in the mood. I'm kind of full. Yeah. Versus I don't eat that. That's a donut. You know, uh, yeah. Yeah, I found ways to, my, that's my conflict resolution. Right. Okay. <laughs> Once you sort of worked out how to make uh, food work for you rather than against you, how long did it take for you to start seeing results? It took a little while. And it, I think it's going to be a lifetime journey because I have a lot of demons. Mm. So if I'm trying to undo 20 years, I there's no way I'm going to have a conversation with you and say, oh, I've arrived. This is all you have to do. There are going to be, there are going to be times where I'm going to slip up. Yeah. But my motto is, as long as I get back up, I'm okay. And as long as I keep pushing, it's okay. It's all right. And as long as I'm not also doing the same thing. So that's why I can't really say for certain, you know, to say exactly it took me two weeks or it took me four weeks mm. because I'm evolving. I'm an evolving creature. I like where I am now because I broke a plateau that I had for three years, right. not too long back. So from 260, I went all the way down from 260 in January of 2016 to November. I got down to 204 mm -hmm. by any means necessary. And it was really, it was really a lot of exercise watching what I ate. And then I had a motorcycle accident and that set me back for five months. I had to seek a legal counsel from the accident and I was not able to discuss anything about the accident on social media. So I had to pull away from Fat Secret. And that was the worst time because yeah. I couldn't share anything yeah. with anyone. Yeah. But I did not come back up 20, 30, 40 pounds heavier because I knew that's a lot of work. It took a lot of work to get down. When I started back exercising in May of 2017, my, when I exercised, it made me hungrier. Yeah. And when I was hungrier, I started eating more. So I got up to around 217 around July of 2017. And finally, near the fall of 2019, took about two years to, to start to come back down again because mm. I was stuck in a, I was, I plateaued yep. and I just couldn't figure out my groove. And that's why I said, it's very hard for me to tell you that it took me exactly this time and I will continue to go uh, drop down and wait because I'm more patient with the process. I know that every every bite counts. Yeah. So yeah. if I want it to work, I have to just mentally say, okay, is this 
because you want, want it or is it because you need it? And it's focused more on my needs than my wants. Mm. And I will get there. And I get on the scale. I make sure I get on the scale. I know when I'm not getting on the scale, I'm being bad. So I have a buddy, an accountability buddy who's like, hey, where are your numbers? Yeah. <laughs> Three of us are in competition. Yeah. And we've been in competition since May of last year. And it's a funny story. You ask that question. A member, another member in Fat Secret referred to me as coach because I'm always encouraging my counterpart in the office. I helped him break a 20 year plateau where he was stuck at a certain weight for 20 years. And so this way, here, here's how you break it. And he is down now 25 pounds and he's kept that off. And he's lost the 25 pounds. We've been doing 90 day competitions. We take a break for three weeks. So we go back in 90 days. Yeah. But every time we go back into competition, we're looking at what we did. How sustainable is it? What are we going to do this time? So we, we're encouraging that person is not on Fat Secret, but the other person who is, there's three of us in this competition, we help each other out. And he actually uses Fat Secret, the one who's not on, because mm. every time he wants to know what's in his food, he likes going, he likes the layout of Fat Secret to see the nutrition on this food. Okay. So Sounds like um, having a, like a wingman is quite, quite important, would you say? Absolutely. That's why I still, I'm still plugged into Fat Secret, mm. because... I have people who are there as well. I mean, I, I don't want to mention any names in particular, but they're long-term members of Fat Secret. Yeah. And they have similar stories and they use different approaches to getting to their current weight and they're in maintenance now. And mm. I like that mm. because they have different approaches. I have two different reference points. Oh, I like this or I like that, you yeah. know. So it's good to pick and choose. So I think that's extremely important to have that. And it's I haven't had to go and look for any other site out there. There's real. It's funny. Fat Circuit. I love the name. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to look elsewhere. I've had everything I've needed. I found in Fat Secret. Yeah. I like how most people I know they are growing. There's only a few who are not. Mm. And that's okay. Yeah. They'll eventually figure out that they have to stop the madness. Mm. But that's going to come in their own time, in their own space where they realize, okay, what is it? I am open. What do I need to change? And that's what I had to do. I had to change something. Yeah. Okay. Uh, with your weight loss, did you do that alone or did you have family input? Like how, how did that work in, in your home life? In terms of, yeah. In, in terms of the loss, I have the family support. Mm. However, I'm being the heaviest in my family. They didn't have to really change their methods mm. to come down in a way. They're pretty healthy. I mean, I have my youngest who's heading off to college this September. He is probably 121 pounds. His mother and myself, my wife was 108 pounds when I met her and I was, I wasn't 108, but when I graduated high school, it was 145. So mm. the, my kids, the kids come from the offspring of two people who were pretty much healthy. Yeah. Just for my, myself, um, I just happened to put on a lot of weight. So, but they've been very supportive though, in terms of, you know, okay, daddy's only eating this today. He's not eating that. He'll eat it tomorrow, but just not today. Okay. And that's, Pretty much, bit. so I definitely have had family support. Did that mean two different types of meals as well as, as you went through, or were you just eating less? Or they would make the same meals, but mm. I asked them for make sure you have extra of this. So if it was extra protein, yeah. extra veggies, I would do that. And I would pretty much, I find myself, I don't have car, I cycle my carbs. I have carbs, but just not necessarily all the time. And it's it's fun. 
I like it because there are days I go hard on carbs and there are days I'm like, oh, I don't want that many carbs. Yeah, okay. So I, so I never miss it. And that's what I like. I don't miss anything. I just don't have it all the time. Okay. So yeah, I make sure that if it's going to be a high carb, you know, if it's going to be a low carb day, I tell them, please, I need extra veggies today, you know, and they, mm-hmm. they'll, they'll do that. So, yeah. so they haven't really had to make anything special, which is good. Yeah. It makes it easier. So moving into the present day, uh, what does mm-hmm. a typical day look like for you, uh, assuming there is one? There are no typical days. Actually, let's change that. Let's back that up. I try to have the Monday through Thursday, all the way between Monday and Thursday night, are my 80% I eat healthy. Mm. And I play billiards, and they alternate between either Thursday night or Friday night. So one week Thursday, the next week Friday. So that, to me, could be the start of the weekend. So if I have, for example, this week billiards is, is Friday, I try to eat really hardcore healthy all the way until Friday. Mm-hmm. And then Friday, it's a lot more relaxed. And because I know on the weekends, I'm going to see the things that I, it's easy for me to avoid. I'm away from the house 15 hours a day. Yeah. So by the time I come home, food is already made. So I don't have, I'm not tempted with seeing certain things that, that I'm not going to eat in that particular day. So it's very easy. So I guess I have a a routine of sorts yeah, where okay. Monday through Thursday or Monday through Friday, I'm able to eat pretty much healthy but i i do need to for the new year now that i'm starting this year lower than i started last year january and that's a good sign mm-hmm. if january to january i'm a low number that means long term i'm heading in the in the right direction yeah yeah i do need to make sure i tighten that and not lie to myself i need to look at my numbers because i have the data and i have years of data i can go back to say okay what do i need to change else I'm just going to be spinning my wheels. So, What are some of the challenges you face uh, managing your weight goals at the moment? Sometimes I get frustrated when I don't stick to the rule. You know, whatever I have, I have set. I said, I'm not only going to do this. And for some, something could distract me. Yeah. And I find myself eating outside of a window that I said I wanted to eat. Right. Or eating something that... So as long as I'm having more successes than failures, mm-hmm. I will get there. So that's why, yeah. I also set a goal. I, I have this thing with me personally where when I exercise, I eat healthier mm-hmm. because I want my exercise to count. For example, I set a goal of running a 5K, one official 5K for the entire year per month. Mm-hmm. And I started the year running a 5K, a timed 5K outdoors. So I did that. It was uh, 38 degrees mm-hmm. uh, Fahrenheit. I ran outside. I did a 5K. For February, I want to run another 5K. Mm-hmm. February is a very cold month in mm-hmm. New England and in the wintertime. So I don't want to be outside as long. That means I need to be lighter. So that way I could run the 5K faster. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they go hand in hand. So I'm like, okay, I know that I want to run it faster. I don't care if it's two minutes. That's two minutes less in the cold. So yeah. it's I'm, I'm kind of strange that way but hey it works yeah you know i don't like the aches and pains of carrying all this weight running that's what's helping me stay more focused is oh all right if you're gonna run that 5k you got about 20 more days for your next 5k tighten that belt watch your nutrition so that way you could come in you know at a lighter weight you said a, an official 5k so is that like a, a like a fun run or something like that or is this just one one run per month well that's one timed event where i actually have a bib yeah, and it's timed, so you can yeah. go online and you can see my. That's yeah, but I mean, I have different five k routes yeah. in my neighborhood which I can run, but they're not timed. Something yeah. about having that bib, and I want to collect 
12 babes and say, this is my journey last year. I did this okay. prior to two years ago where I only ran two 5Ks in the entire year. Now I'm going to do 12. So it's an aggressive goal. Yeah. But I think this goal is going to really help me get to my lowest weight. And how often do you actually do exercise? I probably only exercise twice a week due to my schedule. So I, when I did that 5K on January 1, the next time I exercised was... 10 days after, I think it was the Sunday after yeah. that I did that. And then the next time I exercised was, I, I believe, last week, Wednesday. Yeah. So here we are on the 20th, and that's only three times. So, And it's it's okay. And that's why it's important that I, I, I really watch nutrition. Yeah. Because if I'm not, then the, the weight is not going to change. Unfortunately, it just won't change because I'm now letting old habits creep back in. But it's all, for me, it's, it's, it's the fork that really matters is what I put on the fork yeah. versus the constant exercising because I found that exercise sometimes can make me even hungrier depending on the intensity of the exercise. And yeah, yeah. it's a double-edged sword. When you exercise, do you eat differently to what you would on a non-exercise day or is it um, just more of the same? It's pretty much more of the same. Right. I, so you don't yeah. get calor calorie load rather than changing your macros or anything like that? Yeah. Do you wing it when it comes to food or do you actually have some planning in, involved? Oh, there's a lot of planning. The winging it is what got me to my highest weight. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, looking at things, oh, it's this. I mean, we don't realize how much calories are in food until you actually log it. So I have a food scale. I will measure things out down to the grams of beef. Okay. Mm -hmm. Beef is the highest calorie protein. So I put it in mm -hmm. like, I cannot believe that's so many calories in this amount of beef, you know, I'm yeah. like, okay, then I'm only going to have 50 grams and sorry, because I'm trying to hit a certain number. So I will make a big batch of food, then I'll measure it out, put them in separate freezer bags and I put it in the freezer. So when it comes time, I could pull that out the night before and I already yeah. know exactly what it is. So it's a lot of preparation. Do you yeah. do that uh, a week at a time or is it just a few days in advance? I used to do it a week at a time, but my, because I, I'm now you know, delving into my intermittent fasting windows increased. So instead of a 16-8 or 18-6 or 24, mm -hmm. sometimes I've done extended fast where I say, okay, I'll do 48 hours, I'll do a 3,000 calorie refeed, and I'll do 48 hours. Mm -hmm. What I like about that is I average 1,500 calories, but I'm seeing that my body fat is going down, and I like it. So this is currently... I like this space because it's it seems to be working and mm. um, I'm not starving. As long as I'm able to have my coffee and my water, mm -hmm. I'm okay with it. But that's not all that I, I switch it up. Yeah. So I may do one week where I do that and other weeks I say, nope. As I said, there, I, on the weekends, it's very difficult to do. Mm. But I find in typically in the week, I do one or two meals per day. And then on the weekends, it'll be two or sometimes three meals. Just before you mentioned uh, like a 3,000 calorie refeed, can you elaborate on what that is? Okay. So one pound of ribeye is 1,000 calories. Mm -hmm. As I could do a pound of ribeye. I can do two glasses of wine. That's 300 calories for two glasses of wine, a handful of chips. Mm -hmm. And it's it's very crazy. I, I the, the one pound of ribeye, it's a lot of meat to get my calories up. Yeah. It could be then I have to do a shake with that. So I will do a shake with that. It'll have protein in it. So I'm doing two scoops of protein and a shake. And I use, I could use a Hershey's strawberry quick. It's mm -hmm. a lot of calories, but I'm still playing around with that. Yeah. So I aim for the 3000 calories and my stomach just can't take that many in. 
Yeah. I'll just stop eating. So I put a high number, but I'm finding now with my fasting that I'm getting a lot more control. Yeah. So I don't have the need. So those 48s actually come back down to the to the 24s yeah. where I'll go 24 hours. I'm finding myself struggling to eat 1,600 calories. Mm. And, at, and at 1,600 calories, I'm dropping weight. I think that's another thing I didn't mention before. What helped me a lot was slowing down my eating. And I think a lot of people, if you look at slim people, how they eat and and people who are a lot larger, I've been known to eat something completely forgot I ate it because I ate it so fast. And I tell my kids, <laughs> who ate this? They're like, daddy, you just mm-hmm. ate that. I'm like, who ate it? I ate it. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely changing for the better, I think. Yeah. With yeah. the, the 3,000 calories, how does that play into your fasting? Do you, do you load up at the start or is it the end or... That's that's at the end. So right. if I were to go if I were to go two days, I, I prefer the meal to be in the evening. Yeah. Others who have tried it, they, they'd rather it be in the morning or the the afternoon because it's uncomfortable going to sleep. Mm-hmm. I tried it and it was just too much. So I had scheduled a long fast this week and mm-hmm. remember I'm human. I was making food for my kids. I made breakfast, no problem. I mm-hmm. happen to be not in the office today. At lunch, I made them lunch and I said, Oh, that's it. I'm going to eat this food before it spoils. But, but that's okay because that was my meal. The next meal yeah. I'll have will be the same time tomorrow. So I already know tomorrow, probably going to be a 36 because I'll be back to my routine, which is I'm in the office and I have two cups of coffee. So I'll have my meal tomorrow night and it'll probably be uh, about 1,500 calories because I, I, I've i learned not to eat too low. I'm still thinking about food. Yeah, okay. Do you find keeping food out of out of sight, out of mind is an important part or it's like it sounded like there was an opportunistic uh, temptation there? My biggest trigger is the smell mm. versus the sight. There are triggers and I've learned how to deal with the triggers, which is I'll get up and take a walk. The scent is very powerful. Mm. And once I get locked onto something too long, similar to when I made the lunch, that's it. But yeah. what I've learned, I don't go crazy. And that's another thing, too, where... I like where my current space, mm-hmm. I'll eat it. And but I don't beat myself up because that, that doesn't help. I understand what triggers, which ones are the more, more difficult. Mm. The sight is not as bad. It's a smell for me. Yeah. If I get a smell locked in, then, I'm like, mm, I just, then it goes to, I just want a little taste. But you get straight back on the horse right after. Absolutely. Yeah. I, yeah, because okay. that's the only way. That's it. That's the only, it's, I'm, I'm focused on the long, the long game. Did you set out with a, a goal weight that you were going for? I still have a goal weight. Yeah. Cur- currently on my fat seeker profile, I have this initial weight. I'm close to it, but it was only because my stretch goal weight was at the time I started was so far away. It was around 80 pounds. Mm. So I'm within 10 pounds of my goal weight, but that is only so that way I could hit it and reset it to the next one. I do have a, I have another goal weight that I'm looking for. I think more importantly for me than a goal weight is a body fat percentage. So I have a body fat scale. I couldn't tell you how accurate or inaccurate it is, but I know from my counterpart who was when we started, he was around 20 pounds lighter than me and where mm. he is now and how he looks, how his face is smaller. I'm I'm a little bit taller, so I can't have my, my goal weight necessarily be his goal weight yeah. because I, I may get to that weight and find that it's too thin for me. I'm not sure, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm, will, I'm up to the challenge, though, because he was very disciplined. He had a lot more discipline than me. 
I'm my own worst enemy. Yeah. And all I have to remember is he did it consistently with, you know, various cycles. He tightened his window instead of having three, four days like I've had. He's had only two days of fun. So maybe I need to adjust that. I know that if I'm trying something, I'm not getting the results I want. I have to make adjustments. Okay. So you've actually broken up that, that sort of long-term goal into multiple short-term ones? Absolutely. I think it's, yeah. it's easier that way. We have to break all our goals up that way because yeah. it's, it's a long-term process. It'll seem like forever and say, well, what's the point? I'm not getting there, but you're making changes and you are getting there. It's just, it's too far. It's not in your reach. My current goal weight I have in my reach because I've touched it for the first time less than 50 days ago, but then the holidays got to me. Mm-hmm. So now I'm back on, okay, here I am. I'm going to be changing ages. You know, I'm going to be older in a few months. I said, okay, or a new calendar birthday, even though every day we're getting older. Uh, so I will hit that goal weight probably 30 days in advance of that time mark. Mm-hmm. And it's good. It's, it's nice, reasonable goal. It's one and a half to two a week will get me there, which is not difficult to do. It's just focus. Okay. A uh, couple of, um, I guess, more general questions. When it comes to maintaining a healthy weight through diet, what is your biggest weakness or temptation? I guess my biggest weakness is sometimes wanting to see the scale move faster. It gets frustrating. You know, I have to constantly, as I said, I'm a work in progress. I have to constantly remind myself that to stay focused. I tend to sometimes get on the scale too often. Depending on the foods that I have, it's going to change in numbers. And it's not even so much the foods. It could be the sodium. There's so many variables. It'll, the scale will play tricks on you. And uh, so that's why it's, I say, okay, I'm not going to get on the scale. As long as I eat right, I don't need to get on the scale. You know, it's just, it's hard. It's something we just trained to do. Just get on yeah. the scale. You know, your body fluctuates a lot. And if there were a food you could eat without consequences, what would it be? Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> My favorite food on this planet is uh, Jamaican oxtails. Right. I haven't heard of that one before. Uh, yeah. It's stewed. You'd have to Google it and look up Jamaican oxtails. Okay. I mean, it, I mean, it's healthy for you, but as in anything, you can't have unlimited quantities. You just can't. Yeah. But I mean, it's yeah. good. It's got collagen in it. I'd love the taste. Yeah. I could give up filet or ribeye. If I had to give up those three, I would give those up and keep with my oxtails. On to recommendations. If I'm someone who's just come to Fat Secret and I don't really know where to start, what would you recommend I do as my first step? Start logging your weight. Get a scale. Start logging your weight. Don't worry about it. Start journalizing. You can't change something you don't acknowledge. And your feelings, they control you. They move you in the direction you want to head or they'll move you in the direction you don't want to head. It's important to put that down because it'll help you start to associate what type of relationship you've had with food. There may be things you need to identify what's got you there. You know, are you a stress eater? You know, what are your triggers? Join some groups. Look for, there's groups out there in my community. It'll help you say, okay, I'm this age. I'm looking for people who are this age who are looking to do that because you're going to get around others in that area yeah. and you'll be able to uh, latch on and see what they're doing. You're yeah. going to be able to find success stories too, because what will help you here is seeing examples of people. I love the before and after pictures. They're amazing. I've even put my before and after picture. I just put that up probably um, back in December and I was shocked to see my face. Yeah. And 
And that's the midway point. I still have a decent amount of weight to go, and I can't wait to see that one. I've got tons of fat pictures because I've been fats for, for so long. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to the pictures in the wearing the medium sized shirts and the 32 waists. I'm really so yeah. That's another suggestion is think about where you want to be. Write that down. Write these goals down and put that out there. Create your own bio so that way you could go back and look at your bio and say, okay, this is what I came here for. This is what I'm looking to do. Be open to the suggestions of others. You know, because there's a lot of helpful members here. I think those are some of the things I would tell people when they're getting started. It's a long term too. Don't do this as you're going to get in and get out because if you do, you're going to end up putting that weight back on. Most of us are average people. You know, we just mm. put on some weight. I mean, I find most people here are just over the years as adults. It's, it's mostly a community of adults, you know, who yeah. have had yeah. challenges for years. So that's why they should not think about they're going to lose it in 30, 60, 90 days. Mm. That's too much pressure to say, okay, I want to lose half a pound a week. Doesn't sound like much. Nah. It'll, add, it'll add up if you say, I'm going to put in three years and I want to lose half a pound. I know it's a small goal, but it's you're going to increase it. But if you start off with the, I want to lose two pounds, four pounds, you can set yourself for failure if you stop losing weight for three weeks, for four weeks, because the initial weight was water. Then the real work comes in. So it's a long game. It's a long-term game. All right. I think it already answered this second question. But uh, if my weight goal was to lose weight, are there any words of advice you'd give people? Yeah, I think, yeah, we mentioned, I mentioned that, which is just don't get frustrated with the process. It is long-term. You didn't put it on in a night. You're not going to lose it in yeah. a night. Just understand you have to be willing to make changes. Yeah. Open to advice of others too, because you're going to get stuck and frustrated if you say, I've tried everything. Have you really tried mm -hmm. everything? It's going to you know, there's, and it's the truth is we haven't. If so, we wouldn't yeah. be here. Last question. Are there any resources that you'd recommend, be they books, podcasts, TED Talks, or anything else video related? TED Talks are great. Yeah. You're going to have to find out what works best for yeah. you because not everything is for everyone. Mm. You'll have, you can look at two opposites of the spectrum. You can look at, this is uh, January, the third annual carnivore <laughs> month. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, but then you have, veganism so you have two polar opposites you're gonna have to find what works best for you because you'll find vegans here say plant-based you get everything i've never been as as energetic and you know full of yeah. vigor and you'll find opposite spectrum carnivore i only eat meat and I'm, this is yeah. great and you know what you're gonna have to make a choice and say okay what am i doing and can i sustain yeah. it specifically I'm not sure in my bio if I've pointed that out, but in my journal, I probably have commented on some because it's really important that people, when they're coming on board, they're going to have to get into their own groove, mm -hmm. you know? And if, yeah. And it's, it, we're all individuals. You're going to find people you like, and you're going to connect with them. And we, I mean, you've interviewed a few, few members um, for the podcast. Mm -hmm. I happen to have good relationships with yep. them. We even have our, our own cell phones and we text nice. each other. Okay. So that's another way. So we've taken it beyond fat secret and we're able to say, you know, happy new year to each other. Yeah. And what was your time on this race? And uh, so I'm thankful for fat secret. Cause I have two, you know, two new uh, buddies who they're no longer big and you know, they're still working on their health goals. Yeah. So. All right. We'll wrap it up there then. And uh, thank you okay. very much Chester for um, making yourself available and sharing your secrets. Thank you for having me. No worries. You've been listening to fat secrets. 
We'd like to remind listeners that the diet that works for some may not be advisable for others, and we recommend always seeking medical advice when introducing changes to your diet or exercise routines. If you enjoyed this episode, please help share the secrets of weight loss by leaving us a review or telling a friend, or 10, via the share feature in your podcast app of choice. I'm your host, Ben Ryan. Thank you for listening. We'll be back soon with another interview that unlocks more of the secrets of weight management.